Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. It's time for the Host Plus Cup Show. That's a plus with Mark Braybrook. And a very good afternoon. Welcome to the program. It was a terrific a terrific weekend of rugby league around Queensland, not only in the Host Plus Cup, but in other areas of the state. We'll chat about that and a whole lot more. We'll be joined by Rowan Smith a little bit later in the program, the uh, now former coach of North's on his way to Leeds in the Super League, which is a, a huge boon for the game here, I think. The fact that uh, one of the coaches in the Host Plus Cup has been picked up by one of the biggest rugby league clubs in the world, Leeds, to coach them and try and keep them in the Super League. So well done to Rowan. We'll chat with him a little bit later. Nathan Cross from Tweedhead Seagulls, who was my co-commentator on Saturday night, will join us to have a look at the, the weekend's action and a whole lot more as well as our usual chat with Dave Maiden from the Queensland Rugby League who joins me now. G'day Dave, how are you? Afternoon, Mark. How are you today? I'm well, mate. I really don't know where to start today because I want to talk to you about and pay credit to the Ipswich Jets uh, for their Anzac Anzac weekend um, ceremony they had on Saturday night. It was outstanding. I'll talk about that. Uh, That was a ripping game as well, but I think we should start with the Oswide Bank Mal Meninga Cup. We had Carmichael Hunt on the program last week, and we've got our grand finalists this weekend, Sunday, 12.25, Sunshine Coast Stadium. It's the Townsville Blackhawks up against the South Slogan Magpies. You were lucky enough to see those semifinals, and um, from looking at the scores and looking at the reports, two pretty good, game of foot- two pretty good games of football, particularly the first one with uh, South Slogan just getting over North. Yeah, look, they were both cracking games of footy on the weekend. There, uh, they showcase our up-and-coming and emerging talent, and and there's plenty of plenty coming through there. You know, the, the South versus North game went right down to the wire. I think the last minute South scored to to win that game after North had been ahead for for the last 20 minutes. So, uh, and, and that was a really good game of footy. Um, and then we also have Townsville Blackhawks, who are perennial, um, you know, finalists in this this form of competition. They produce. Uh, they pull in a lot of the players from North Queensland who will come into to Kerwin to play the game of footy, and, and as a result, they've got a very strong side. And and, and you know, I'm, I'm expecting a cracker this weekend. South versus Townsville Blackhawks up there at the Sunny Coast Stadium. Really looking forward to it. It should be a terrific game. And having spoken with Carmichael, he was uh, very wary of Norths. And uh, yeah, just that last minute uh, win uh, is always heartbreaking for one team, but joy for the other. But it's going to be tough for South Slogan against a good Townsville Blackouts outfit this weekend, this Sunday at Sunshine Coast Stadium. Now, we had the Anzac round last weekend, culminating, of course, in the Kokoda Cup on Monday with the Burley Bears, too good for the PNG Hunters. But I also, Dave, I wanted to make mention... I was out at Ipswich Reserve for the uh, great game between... It was a great game between Norths and Ipswich. And you talk about last-minute wins. It was the 79th minute for Norths to get over Ipswich. I felt so sorry uh, for the Jets. But beforehand, the Anzac ceremony that Ipswich put on was outstanding. I know it was their um, acknowledgement of Defence Force Day game as well. And it is a Defence Force town with Amberley not too far away. But they did such a good job, the Jets. And I've got to pay tribute to... Uh, the young lady that did the New Zealand national anthem without any accompaniment—I've not heard anything better 
she was outstanding. Well done to Whipswitch. And sadly, they couldn't get the points, but it just shows the effort the clubs are putting into these, um, these important rounds. Oh, look, we're very proud of what the clubs do with regards to this. And you're right, it does seem to be getting better and better each year. You know, the, you know Ipswich is a garrison city, same as, same as Townsville is. So they've got a proud heritage around that military history and, and they showcase it as such. So, uh, and that was a cracking game for them out there. You know, that shows the strength of our competition when one, one basically one v, uh, v14 and it goes down to the wire in the last, the last minute of the game, but um, you know it was an emotional game for for North as well because they they farewell their coach Rowan Smith and, and and we're proud of him as well. You know he's been a significant contributor contributor to our competitions uh, over the last four and a half years, and and we are a transitional aspirational competition, so we provide pathways for for not only players but the coaches as well. So. So very proud to see, you know, I think they did a hacker for him after the game. They and, did. And shows uh, what, what the players think for him out there. And, and, and um, you know, we want to thank Rowan for, his, for, his, for what he's done for our comp and congratulate him on his new role at Leeds. Yeah, we'll speak to him after the break. I actually had him in the box with us uh, for an interview before the game on Saturday night, and it's been a bit of a whirlwind for him. I'll explain it a little bit later. It's um, been a couple of weeks, and bang, uh, this time next week potentially he could be over in the north of England, which is a great feather in his cap, but also for the Host Plus Cup. Um, and, yeah, they, they got out of jail, Norse, in that one, but that's a, a, a win that could turn become very, in turn, become very important for them at the back end of the season. We also had a top-of-the-table clash too, Dave, with uh, the Tigers now on top. Um, they're still unbeaten. The Capras, their first loss of the year at Villanova Park. The Tigers lead the competition after that 28-14 win. Yeah, look, both these teams are performing really well this year. You know, we've said their improvement from, from their 2020 and 2021 uh, results, you know, there's been outstanding and it's great to see. So, uh, ironically, that's the first first game that the Cappers have lost in either the, the Host Plus Cup, the BMD Premiership or the Hastings Deering Colts. So uh, they're going really well as a club up there. And, and it was a cracking game. They ripped into one another. There was plenty of physicality in it. And I watched that online and and really enjoyed the match. Yeah, and um, they will be there, both teams, you would think it'd be there at the back end of the season. But there is still a long way to go. The Sunshine Coast were too good on Saturday. You're up at Sunshine Coast Stadium watching that uh, Malmeninga Cup matches. But uh, the Sunshine Coast, too good for the Cutters, 30 points to 10? Yeah, well, I was actually came off the bench and was the interchange official for that one. So COVID's affecting us as well. So, so our staff are down and out. So I had to come and... Uh, and uh, when the rain was going sideways, I was thinking this wasn't such a great idea. But, uh, <laughs> I did enjoy the I did enjoy the footy. It was uh, it was great to see. And Sunny Coast are really flying under the radar at the moment because Mackay have been performing well all year. And uh, but Sunny Coast uh, put them to sword there really with a with a local side. There wasn't too many uh, there wasn't too many Melbourne Storm players in there. Yeah, I spoke to Chris Flannery around the program last week, and he was pointing out the fact that uh, they didn't think they'd be getting many Storm players back, and that's a good result for them. Uh, up north in Cairns, the Northern Pride were too good for the Dolphins. That was a much-needed win for the Pride. Not sure uh, where the Dolphins are at this year. I know we've only got five games into the season, but um, they're sitting down the bottom of the table with just the one win so far this year. It's not panic stations yet, but they're a proud club, the Dolphins. They want to turn things around. Yeah, we spoke about this one last week and, and said that it was a must-win for both sides. And it was surprising uh, how easy I think that, that uh, the Pride actually ended up winning that game. So it was it was probably conditions more 
attuned to the Northern Pride players. It was pretty cyclonic up there, and there was a lot of rain that was going sideways again by the end of that match. But, uh, uh, you know, certainly the Pride are playing pretty good footy, but, you, you know, there was concerns about Redcliffe and, and their performances so far this year. Yeah, and a good win for South Logan at Cougarai over Wynnum. That will do them the world of good, the Magpies also. Yeah, look, that was uh, they've needed to kickstart their season. I actually tipped them early on to be a, a really strong side, really well-performing side this year. And, and um, you know, they, they hit their straps there. They, they, they played a good good brand of footy there against Wynnum on the weekend. And, and um, you know, it's a young Wynnum side too, don't forget as well. But uh, South have, have got their, their first runs on the board there. And, um, you know, I'm sure they'll go on to bigger and better things now. Yeah, and the Bears too good for the Hunters in that Kikoda Cup clash on Monday, 34 points to nil um it was uh one-way traffic but i still feel for the hunters they are sacrificing so much uh to to keep themselves in the competition uh sometimes like with the warriors on monday dave it catches up doesn't it you know it's a a tough slog that they're going through yeah it certainly is it certainly is so uh they're very physical though the hunters you know and and things will start falling into place for them they're Mm. They're a very young side. They had uh, 15 new players that come out of the Digital Cup. So uh, I think we spoke earlier in the year and said that, you know, come the back end of this year, once they get used to the, the physicality and the consistency uh, required at, at the host pass cup level, they'll be a force to be reckoned with by the back end of the year and they'll trouble a lot of sides. They just need to get into that rhythm and understand that uh, the, the rhythms of our, our game over here. And, and when they do, uh, they'll be tough. Now, all teams have played five matches. We've got the Tigers on nine, the Falcons, the Bears, the Devils and the Capras on eight. That's the order they're in at the top of the table, the top five. Then the Blackhawks, six. Then the teams on four, Winner Manly, Tweed Seagulls, Cutters and Pride, Magpies, three. The Hunters and the Dolphins, two. And the Jets down the bottom of the table at the moment without a win. That is after five rounds. And, of course, there's a few buys this weekend as well in the competition, Dave. So some teams having a rest and and some playing. I'll go through those matches a little bit later in the program. Uh, But we're well and truly into the season now after five weeks and and teams are sorting themselves out. Now, tell us a bit about the Oswide Bank Regional Roadshow. Yeah, look, this is uh, something that's a great initiative there. Oswald Bank is supporting our regional road show, and we've got Sammy Thide and Meg, Meg Ward who are going to go on a trip through Bundaberg, Maryborough and Gympie next Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, and they'll be conducting some school clinics and visits up there. And, and more importantly, they'll be hosting some fundraising dinners to, to raise some funds for those that have been adversely affected by the floods in recent times up that way. So uh, if you want some tickets for that, go to Maroon, Maroon Shop and uh, you'll be able to support a great cause up there. Okay, so that's starting soon. So go to the uh, website, Maroon Shop, and you'll be able to get those tickets. Good to talk to you, mate, and uh, we'll chat again this time next week. No worries. Thanks, Mark. Talk to you soon. There is Dave Maiden from the Queensland Rugby League looking back at uh, his weekend as an interchange official up there at the, the Sunshine Coast, but up there also for the Malmeninga Cup semifinals. The grand final this Sunday also at the Sunny Coast will be between um, the Townsville Blackhawks and the South Logan Magpies. There's only four host plus cup matches this weekend. Saturday at 12.15, it's the Dolphins and the Blackhawks. That'll be played before the NRL clash uh, between the Warriors and the Canberra Raiders. So the Dolphins and the Blackhawks, Saturday, 12.15. Saturday afternoon, we've got the Battle of the Birds. Seagulls hosting Wynnum Manly. So Seagulls, that's Tweed, hosting Wynnum Manly, Saturday, 3 o'clock. Saturday night, 6.30, the Cutters take on the Brisbane Tigers. So the Tigers looking to remain unbeaten there. And finally, the uh, one game 
game on Sunday afternoon, uh, and that will be after the uh, Mal Meninga Cup Grand Final, sees the Sunshine Coast Falcons take on the Ipswich Jets. All the other teams in the competition have a bye this weekend. We will take a break here on the Host Plus Cup Show. Other side of the break, we'll come back and we will speak to the former coach of the North Devils and soon-to-be head coach of the Leeds Rhinos in the English Super League. We're back. It's the Host Plus Cup Show on SEN. Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. Mark Braybrook on this Wednesday afternoon. Some terrific news during the week uh, that uh, Rowan Smith, the North Devils coach, has been appointed the coach of Leeds in the English Super League. It's a wonderful opportunity for Rowan and his family to taste a different lifestyle, although he spent plenty of time in England as well with his, his dad and his brother, of course, Tony coaching over there as well. But now he has the opportunity to be in charge of one of the most famous rugby league clubs in the world. And I'm pleased to say he's joining me online now. Rowan, congratulations, mate. Well done. Yeah, thanks a lot, Mark. It's uh, it's super exciting and sort of something we've been working towards for a, for a long time. It's come very quickly, though, hasn't it? Real in reality, I mean, what two weeks ago, three weeks ago, you were thinking about Norths and the the season ahead. Now you're thinking about packing and moving to the UK. Yeah, for sure. I, I guess there's no um, no script when it comes to chasing jobs in the professional sports world. It's it's a matter of uh, you know, adapting on the run and taking opportunities when they come. So it's yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy sort of week or so since uh, the offer was made, and um, yeah, now it's a matter of you know, crazy sort of weekend. Uh, get north, you know, get north into the the last match of um, sort of of my tenure, whilst also trying to trying to plan uh, the the transition to the UK. So it's been yeah, it's been a good time. Was it something? Did did you apply or did they approach you? How did it come about? Yeah, someone from the club reached out and and asked if I would be interested in a in a conversation. And uh, any aspiring head coach, you know, would would jump at that opportunity of, of such a uh, historic and and well run club. Um, that opportunity to get in front of um, the decision makers. So yeah, I was very fortunate for that to happen. And was it an immediate when when the job was offered? Was this something that you had to think about, or is it straight away? Yes, that's that's great. I'm I'm into this. Well, yeah, from a coaching point of view, there was nothing really to, to think about. But the, the bigger picture of, uh, uh, firstly, my wife and, and making sure that she was ready for that adventure, which, which she was um, with our three kids. And the other, the, the other big thing for me was um, my relationship with North has been, you know, so strong. And, and so I'm so grateful for the opportunity I've had at North. Um, I've, I'm into my fifth season there and it, there's no ideal time to to uh, break up I guess when things are going so well but uh, I was very conscious of things being you know it's early in the season and I didn't want it to be a disruption but I'm I'm very grateful that um, the the club that allowed me to to um, take this opportunity I, I certainly wouldn't have gone if they uh, if they if they had any issues with it I, I would have stayed and, and seen out my tenure but um, yeah I'm, I'm grateful that they see the bigger picture and the opportunity that it is for for myself and for my family. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful for, for everyone jumping on board and giving me the opportunity. Yeah, that's wonderful. As I mentioned, uh, Dad Brian and Brother Tony, of course, have coached over there. But you've also had experience uh, coaching in the UK as well, and you spent time there with your dad growing up. Um, how much of a, a help do you think that will be when you do finally arrive in Leeds and, and take over that uh, background that you've already had there? 
Yeah, I've had four stints over there, two as a as a coach and two as a uh, as a kid, one as a young kid and one as a teenager. So I sort of understand uh, the geography and the the layout and um, how rugby league how rugby league's played and um, the the fans and um, the rivalry and, and yeah, I sort of understand the English way, um, you know, pretty well for for an Aussie. So yeah, I think that that will help transition. Um, my wife's been as well, so she she kind of understands uh, what's what and where's where. So that'll help. That'll help. But um, there's obviously a lot to get our heads around um, in a short period of time with it being a you know a mid season mid season takeover. Yeah, and Leeds, you've got some work to do. Uh, have you paid any attention uh, to the club or uh, since you've had the appointment or you're waiting till you get over there? Well, what's the process been with regards to, to getting your feet under the desk? Yeah, I, I watched a few games recently with a bit more, um, you know, eye on the detail. Uh, and then once the, the contract was sort of agreed upon, the middle of last week, I, I started getting my head around it a little bit, but my, my major focus last week was still around uh, preparing for, for the Jets game uh, with the Devils. So uh, it hasn't been until the last day or two where I've, I've started to get in a bit deeper and uh, start some planning and building some relationships with um, the staff and players over there and just having having some chats and uh, introducing myself and that type of stuff. So the rest of this week will be working uh remotely i guess on mm. on the Leeds rhinos uh and then uh later this weekend or early next week i'll hopefully uh be in situ over there and, and then i'll really start great stuff now we've got to talk about the host plus cup because for a moment there it looked like it it'd be on saturday night you weren't going to go out with a win 79 minutes it took a gallant ipswich uh, your thoughts on the game and your team's your team's performance yeah, I thought it was, a, it was a great game of footy, um, and you know, fortunately enough, you guys were there to call it as well. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a quality game of footy. The Ipswich had, you know, a lot to play for. They're they're, uh, they're building something good out there, I think, under Crossy, and uh, they had, you know, a bunch of debut times and some milestone games and Anzac weekend and all of that type of stuff. They they certainly played with a lot of energy and a lot of spirit, and they put on some quality plays um, against us that we weren't, you know, good enough to deal with, but. I thought we won a lot of plays in the game when we had the had the ball. We looked we looked strong. We played uh, the sort of devil style of footy, and I always felt like we had more points in us uh, once we could sort of slow them down a little bit. And and I feel even though we didn't have the um, you know the, the exact plan of of how we played, but I, I think the way that we stayed really calm is a sort of the way that we've played over the last couple of years, particularly regardless of the scoreline, we've been very calm and composed and, and generally that helps us to, to play well in those critical moments. And uh, yeah, I was pretty glad when Brendan Fry played the ball fast and Mosley gets down the short side and, and puts Brad McGrady away. And yeah, probably no better guy to finish it off um, than Michael Seo. He's such a great servant for, for our club over over the last few years, and probably not got the mentions he deserves, but um, yeah, I was pretty pretty glad for the boys that they they managed to um, yeah to sneak it at the end. And what were the emotions like then at full time? Well, I was just really glad for the boys. I think they wanted you know they probably wanted uh, the last game to be a victory, uh, probably more than me even. But I, I wanted them to win for them. Um, post game after that sort of 
lot of kind words were said by the players and um then you know when the boys did the the haka for me that was uh yeah that was a really emotional experience for me i've always respected you know other traditions and cultures but when it's actually directed towards you um that was another level of um emotions both you know grateful for their respect for me but um yeah, a bit sad as well to be to be leaving such a great club and great staff and, and just great group of young men. Uh, it's all hit home then at that point. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, Haka. I watched it from the commentary box. And it, it, being the person you are, you sort of, uh, you know, it was all, you know, oh, do we really, you know, do I, I don't deserve this sort of stuff. But it must have been uh, one of the highlights, basically, of your time to have your players, your Kiwi players, do something uh, like the Harker, which we all know, we you know understand. We don't necessarily know the the depth of it for for those uh, Indigenous players there, but um, to have them think of you in that way to do something so special um, is a magic moment. Yeah, it was. That'll be a, you know an experience that I'll I'll never forget, and I'm grateful that they see me in that way. That mm. I I deserve that that sort of send off and. Um, the, the sort of team group hug on the back of that that yeah. everyone was um, yeah it was pretty special it allowed me to um, keep the tears hidden a little bit there for a few minutes <laughs> yeah it was a, it was a it was a great experience and uh, more than anything it it you know that stuff happens in our club all the time um, there was a bit more visual there but the the respect that the players have for staff and and for each other that it's not uncommon for the boys to you know, to go out of their way really just to, to welcome someone in or to send someone off. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was really nice, Mark. Do you think that trait is the key to the club being successful once you're gone? Whoever comes in to replace you has got big shoes to fill, but do you think you've got a group of players there uh, that means that the changeover will be seamless and the Devils will continue uh, in the vein that they have under you? Yeah, I, I said to the boys last night, it was the last training session um, that I was going to attend, and I, I said to the boys, I, I genuinely feel our best footy uh, hasn't arrived yet, and we're still doing towards it, and that's the mentality that the club has, has had. Um, that I guess I've always had that, our best game's always ahead, um, and people have jumped onto that attitude. So that side of things, um, I, I feel the, the group is in a, a good place to, to kick. We've got some great staff there. Uh, ben King, Kevin Neighbour, Rhett Tronk, those guys have, have helped so much with our coaching um, support and got some great young S&C coaches there. So we've got experienced players um, as well as some really emerging quality uh, Queensland Cup players. Uh, I think it's in a, it's in a good, good place. Um, not to add any pressure or anything to the situation, there is going to be a period of you know, perhaps a period of transition, but I, I think the players and staff have such respect for each other and believe in the way that we do things that, you know, I'm anticipating a pretty seamless transition. Well, Rowan, uh, congratulations. I was really delighted to uh, see the appointment. Uh, well done. Congratulations on your time at Norths as well. I was hoping uh, on the Host Plus Cup show throughout the year we'd catch up on a regular basis, but that shan't be happening now. I'll just have to watch your success with Leeds from afar, and I do wish you a lot of success over there. And who knows, uh, we'll see you back here in a couple of years' time coaching in the NRL, hopefully down the track, mate. Congratulations and good luck. 
Thanks a lot, Mark. I appreciate the kind words, and I, I love what you guys are doing to uh, to broadcast our competition. And I'll be uh, I'll be watching from a distance. I love I love what you guys do, and I'll be listening if if at all possible. Good on you, mate. Thank you for that, Ryan. Much appreciated, and all the best to you and the family heading over to to England uh, as the journey of a coach continues. And uh, you've got uh, a wonderful pedigree already uh, with a premiership in the uh, Host Plus Cup with the North Devils, and we wish you the best with Leeds. You've got a job and a half over there because they've had a a tough start to the year, but surely uh, you'll be able to turn things around. We better take a break here on this Wednesday afternoon on the Host Plus Cup Show. Back with more after this. We're back. It's the Host Plus Cup Show on SEN. Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. Mark Braybrook on this Wednesday afternoon. A little bit of news out of the Mackay Cutters. Well, more out of the North Queensland Cowboys, I suppose, because Dejan Arce has been given or granted an immediate release from the Cowboys and he's going to be joining the Warriors. So uh, Dejan Arce, who's been playing a 5-8 for Mackay in the Host Plus Cup um, and is contracted to the Cowboys, has been granted a release. So he is off to the Warriors. Um, and if he's not playing for the Warriors in the NRL, that means he'll be playing for the Redcliffe Dolphins in the Host Plus Cup. So we'll uh, certainly not see the end of uh, Dejan here in Queensland. Well, it was an interesting round, round four of the Host Plus Cup last week where we had our top of the table clash between the Brisbane Tigers and the Central Capras. And we had a clash between Norths and the Jets, one of the, well, the defending premiers and the team currently down the bottom of the table. And that game was here on SEN. It was a really, really entertaining game. The Jets put it to Norths in Rowan Smith's last game. We heard from Rowan earlier in the program. My co-commentator for that game was Nathan Cross, who is also an assistant coach at Tweed Seagulls. We've got a big game this week against Wynnum. We'll talk about that with him a little bit later, but he's joining me on the line now. G'day, mate. How are you? Mark, I'm well. How are you, mate? I'm well. I think we were both surprised, were we not, that uh, um, not so much the effort, that's the wrong word, but certainly the way the Jets pushed the North Devils right to the line on Saturday night. And just to give the Jets fans a little bit of a hope for the remainder of the season, they've got some good football in them. Absolutely. I remember walking in and, and you and I had a bit of a chat, walking in around how many points will be scored in this game and, and how far will North win by. But it wasn't the case and it was become very apparent early on that, that the Jets were up for it and, and obviously had put four losses back to back and, enough's enough and you get to a point when you're playing and you're coaching you think well today's got to be the day and and for 79 minutes it looked like they they might look uh, likely to register their first win I think you even said in the call mark you know at what point do they dare to dream that they're beating the premiers but a little bit of Braden McGrady magic at the end and and Michael Seo sort of crashed over with a minute or so to go and um, it was a great game of footy actually I really enjoyed it yeah you can't underestimate the value of experience, can you? And that winning mentality, uh, Jack O'Hearn corrected Connor Broadhurst in our chats after the game. They've only lost two games in the last year and a bit. And winning becomes a habit, as losing does, doesn't it? It does. And that's, I really felt, I think I might have said it in the call, you know, we, I went there with no vested interest either way. I just wanted to watch a good game of footy. And, but I did feel deflated for the Jets because, um, yeah, it's tough Yeah. You're looking at both sides and Jack Ahern and Tyrone Roberts and some of the class on their side. And I was wondering where it would come from, from that inexperienced Jet side. And, and with losing sort of four games in a row, as you say, it becomes a habit. And unfortunately, they couldn't quite get it done. But they do have a, a little bit of strike in that team with um, particularly Barker, yep. who played 5-8 for them on the weekend. And, and the young fullback, uh, Soliola, I think it was. But um, 
they've got some footy in them and they'll be dangerous at home throughout the year. Now, the other results, we had the Falcons 30, the Cutters 10, the Pride 30, the Dolphins 18, Blackhawks 17, uh, your Tweed Seagulls 4 in pretty wet conditions in Townsville last Sunday afternoon, the Tigers 28, the Capras 14, Wynnum were beaten by the Magpies 24-18, and the Bears 34 defeated the Hunters nil. Um, the the Sunshine Coast Falcons, uh, speaking with Dave Maiden earlier in the program, he was up there as the interchange official on uh, Saturday after the uh, Malmeninga Cup semifinals. Um, they're just going about their business, aren't they? They're, they're linked with the Melbourne Storm, but they don't necessarily get too many players back. Uh, but they're a quality side and a, a well-run club with Chris Flannery there. And as I said, just going around their business and um, maybe at the back end of the season will certainly be worth considering a little bit more than maybe we are now. Yeah, absolutely. We got them in round two. Um, we sort of ended up registering what was our first win for the year and a pretty good victory against them. But we, we probably got them on a good day as far as an allocation goes. And I think, Mark, they're really benefiting this year from having Tyson Smoothie, their, their number nine, having him full-time as opposed to being sort of back and forth from Melbourne as part of that feeder club. I think Darren Shonig might have played for the, um, for the Falcons on the weekend as well out of the Melbourne system. So they're going along nicely at, at the moment. They are. One team that is not going on, on long nicely, and we're not really used to seeing them at the bottom of the table, uh, are the Redcliffe Dolphins. They're a proud club and will want to do better. Uh, that was a real important game for both teams because the Pride hadn't started great either. But that 38, 30 points to 18 win will give the Pride a boost. And the Dolphins, um, they've got to try and back up this week. Uh, to try and get their second win of the year. And it won't be easy for them, even though they are at Dolphin Stadium. It is the the curtain raiser, as I mentioned at the top of the show, the curtain raiser to the, I shouldn't say curtain raiser, the early game uh, to the Warriors and Canberra Raiders. They're going to back up against the Blackhawks this week. They do. And you're right, it's it's bizarre seeing them where they do sit. And they've had some some guys sort of in and out there. Look at their team. They're not quite getting that continuity of personnel, which you really do need at this level and at all levels, to be fair. But I don't think we don't play them for a couple of weeks, which the more losses they have, the more scary that becomes for us <laughs> as Sweet Seagull. So I hope they uh, I hope they register a win this weekend if I'm uh, being selfish. And South Logan uh, edging out Wynnum at Cougarai, always difficult to go to Cougarai to win. And it's the battle of the Seagulls this week, so no doubt... Um, you and the coaching staff have cast an eye over the, that particular match and a good win for South Logan. Great win for South Logan and, and they're sort of down in that, that bottom uh, sort of eight, I guess, along with ourselves and, and now Wynnum have pushed into the top eight there in sort of seventh. So, um, again, I would have preferred to see Wynnum register a win on the weekend selfishly from a Tweed uh, viewpoint, but it wasn't the case and and South Logan are a dangerous team. Uh, we spoke about Ezra Mann briefly during our call on the weekend and what an outstanding young prospect he is. And, and a couple of their affiliates that do come back from the Broncos just add a real real spark and polish to that side. And, and yeah, they were too good for winning in the end. And the Bears, uh, 34-0 over the Hunters in the Kakata Cup clash on Monday. And as I mentioned to Dave Maiden, you've got a feel for the Hunters and the Warriors, I think at times um, what they've been going through catches up with teams uh, and it must be hard when you get yourself in a position where you're behind. You've been away from home for so long uh, to dig yourself out of that hole in a game. Uh, it certainly wasn't 70-10 for the Hunters, but I, I have the utmost sympathy for them. 
and also a great deal of respect for what they've been going, putting themselves through to, to stay in the competition. Yeah, very well said, Mark. I, I couldn't put it better myself. Yeah, you do tip your hat to those guys, what they do, and what they've done over the last two years to keep the comp going and, and stay committed to the cause. And, and that's a tough game at Burley. That's becoming a little bit iconic in the Q Cup now, the, the Hunters versus the Bears on Anzac Day. Mm. Uh, so not their best performance on Anzac Day, but... Again, they're, um, they're they're doing their best at the moment and, and everyone in the competition appreciates the sacrifices they are making. So let's have a, a quick look at the games this weekend. There's a few buys, but um, the first game, as I mentioned at the top of the show, is on Saturday afternoon at 12.15, the Dolphins and the Blackhawks. Uh, your thoughts on the Blackhawks? They beat your Seagulls uh, last weekend. Are they a team that's starting to find a, a little bit of rhythm as well? Because they have players in and out from the, the Cowboys also. Yeah, they, look, they do. And Robert Louis was a big in for them. Of course, the ex-Cowboys half that just come back from England, he um, he really organised them well on the weekend, got them around the park. And his combination at times with uh, Khalifa, Firefly Law on the wing, a couple of little deft kicks in behind our, our defensive line there that resulted in tries and repeat sets um, are pretty good. And Josh Chudley, their number nine, is always at you. He's a constant threat. So I think... Um, They'll be stiff opposition for the Dolphins this week. That having a look at the Dolphins side again, there's some there's some changes there once again. So I really feel that the Dolphins will be super desperate on the weekend, looking for a big game from their fullback Trey Fuller. I think if the Dolphins are to win, they need they need Fuller to have a big game. As I mentioned, uh, the Battle of the Birds, the Tweed Seagulls taking on Winner Manly Seagulls. How is Pigabean, by the way, Nathan? Last time we spoke to Matt Francis, you couldn't train there, couldn't get in there, had a match against the Tigers. I think it was uh, transferred further up the coast. So how is Pigabean looking at the moment? It's tricky at the moment. As I look south uh, towards Tweed uh, today, and um, all I can see is grey and rain, which means... Oh. It doesn't take much at the moment for Pigabean to go under again. And when I say go under, it's become far too wet for us to train there. So, look, it's been challenging. Um, if the forecast is right and this rain sort of continues, it's probably a toss of a coin whether we, we can play there on Saturday. So hopefully the council's uh, kind enough to, to let us play there Saturday because we do need to play there. That's our home ground. We've upgraded the facilities there this year. Um, brand new dressing rooms, brand new gym. But, yeah, you're right, mate. We, we just haven't had that continuity of, of training there and playing there, which, no excuses, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, it'd be nice to get some cohesion and, and be there all the time. What do you expect from Wynnum? That'll be tough. Yeah, looking at their team, I mean, we, I expect maybe some, some Broncos guys uh, to come back in later in the week and, and we'll probably have a, a couple of Titans guys come in. But they're a vastly different side to, to their grand final team from last year of course I think they're, they're probably missing Jaden Beryl a great deal, they're, they're champion number 9 that's gone to Cronulla this year but there's still some class there, they've got the, the young Far brothers um, that have sort of made their debut and come through that, that cult system and of course Sammy Scarlett steers them around very well so uh, this is a really crucial game for us but it is for them as well so um, we're, we're both sitting in positions that we thought we wouldn't be in at this point of the year. So we'll be up for it. And we, we know Wynnum will be too. And, yeah, it should be a cracker on Saturday afternoon. The Tigers head to Mackay to take on the Cutters. The Tigers unbeaten, uh, just the one draw so far this year, up against a, a Cutters side, always hard to beat at home in Mackay. Mm. Tigers are travelling nicely. And, and, again, they've had some really nice... 
continuity of, of personnel from Melbourne that have been fairly consistent, you know, with Nick Aruma at number six and Marion Seve's put a few games together there now. Um, Jared Beale, obviously the ex-NRL player that we all know, has is, is played nearly every game for them. And, yeah, they're, they're going along nicely, the Tigers. They're, they're sitting sort of where they, they probably thought they should have been last year. They had a really poor year last year. And, and on the other hand, the Cutters, they've been a little bit up and down as well. So well, I feel the Cutters will be pretty desperate. This will be... For mine, this will be the first really big test for the Tigers. I feel like they've they beat us round one, and then they've had a, a, a couple of other games that they that they had a draw, and then they they've won some games that they probably should win. But this is one of the, the games where it's it's a, it's a tough road trip up there, and um, if they can win this one, they'll, they'll be real premiership threats. I think this will be their, their first okay. big test. Okay, and finally Sunday two ten, can the Jets? continue that form they showed against Norths when they travel to the sunny coast to take on the Falcons? That's the question. That is the question. You raised it post the game on Saturday. Look, I'd love to say they can. I think they might struggle up there, but I really hope that they can you know, take off where they left off on Saturday night and, um, and put in a good performance against the Falcons. But I, I think the Falcons might have too much class. Good to talk to you. Good luck. Uh, hopefully you can get to Piggerbean to train and also play against Wynnum on the weekend. And uh, I'd like we'll chat with you uh, down the track on the Host Bus Cup show, mate. Thanks for your time. Good on you, Mark. Cheers, mate. There he is, Nathan Cross, uh, who joined me in commentary on Saturday night for that uh, win by North over uh, the Ipswich Jets at North Ibby Reserve and also... Um, he is assistant coach there at the Tweed Seagulls, and they take on Wynnum this Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock at Piggerbean, the great Piggerbean Sports Complex there at Tweed Heads. And you can see all those matches too on Q Plus as well on the match on 9 and KO this weekend, Falcons and Jets. And we've got the Cutters and the Tigers. We're going to take a break here on the Host Plus Cup show. After the break, we'll come back and wrap up the rugby league from right around the state of Queensland. We're back. It's the Host Plus Cup Show on SEN. Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. Into the home straight on this Wednesday afternoon. Mark Braybrook with you. Uh, let's have a look at the results from around the state. In the uh, BRL Premier A grade, round four, Wynnum defeated Souths 26-22. Belimba defeated Pine Rivers 38-18. Valleys 30, Carina 22. Beanley 26, Norman be 12, and West 24 defeated Brighton 10. That means Belimba, Beanley, and West are all on 12 points unbeaten so far. On the Gold Coast, Southport 32 defeated Runaway Bay 16, Burley 40, Helensvale 4, Mudgerabar 44, Ormo 0, and Corumban 4 defeated Tugan 0. Um, on top of the table, the Runaway Bay Seagulls, they're on 10. Burley is on nine points. In Ipswich, Norths 32 defeated Brothers 26. Swifts 26 defeated Red Bank 24. Fassifern had the bye. And so that means uh, Swifts are on top, unbeaten on six. Then Red Bank and Norths are on four. Fassifern and Brothers Ipswich are on two. To the central region, the Bundaberg A-grade premiership. Waves 40 defeated Wallaroo Meribur 6. West 38 uh, Harvey Bay, 24. East, 46. Pass Brothers, Bundaberg, 30. East Magpies lead the competition table there on six points with Waves, Tigers and Harvey Bay Seagulls on five. In the Central Highlands, round four results. We've had uh, Emerald, 26, defeat Blackwater, 16. And the Bluff Rabbitohs, the Emerald Brothers, 58-26 victories there. That's in the Women's Premiership. Um, Emerald and Blackwater are on top on six points and Bluff and Emerald 
Brothers are on uh, sorry, Bluff Rabbitohs are four, and Emerald Brothers yet to win a game. Now, in the men's premiership, round three, um, Middlemount Panthers defeated Emerald Brothers 18-16. Emerald Tigers defeated Blackwater 64-4. Dysart 38, Claremont Bears 18. Springshaw Mountain 26, the Bluff Rabbitohs 20. So Springshaw Mountain lead on six points. In the Toowoomba premiership, the Oakey Bears, 30, defeated Toowoomba Brothers, 26. Highfield, 36. The Gundawindi Boars, 30. Southern Suburbs, 26. Pittsworth, 20. Dolby, 86. Newtown, 4. The Wattles, War- Wattles Warriors, 30, defeated Warwick Cowboys, 22. And Gatton, 28, defeated Toowoomba Valley Roosters, 6. So we've got four teams unbeaten on six points. The Wattles Warriors, Dolby Diehards, Gatton Hawks, and Highfield Eagles. In the Women's Premiership in Toowoomba, the Oakey Bears defeated Toowoomba Brothers, 30 points to 6. Newtown Lions, 60, defeated the Dolby Diehards, 6. The Gundawindi Boars, 16, defeated the Highfields Eagles, 8. Gatton Hawks, 20, defeated the Toowoomba Valley Roosters, nil. Pittsworth Danes had the bye. So Gatton lead that uh, competition. They are unbeaten so far this year on 6. Newtown Lions, second on the table on 4 points. Now to the Sunshine Coast, round 3 results there. The Kiwana Dolphins, 48, defeated the Nambour Crushers, 20. Maruchidor Swans, 28. The BOR Bulldogs, 18. Gimpy Devils, too good for Noosa Pirates, 40 points to 26. And Caloundra, the Sharks, drew with the Caboolture Snakes, 14 apiece. So Kiwana has a four-point buffer at the top of the table. They are unbeaten on 12. Maruchidor Swans are on eight with the Caboolture Snakes. Then the Noosa Pirates are on six. In the women's competition, on the Sunshine Coast, it's the Noosa Pirates, 28, defeating Gympie, 12. Kiwana, 38, defeated the Nambour Crushers, 12. And Caloundra, defeated Caboolture, 12, 20 points to 12. And BOR had the bye. And there's two teams on top of the table in the women's premiership on the sunny coast, Caloundra and BOR. In Rocky, Norths, 50, defeated Tenham, San Seagull, 16. Fitzroy, Gracemere Sharks, 36. Rocky Brothers, 18. Emu Park Emus, 40, defeated Gladstone Valley's Diehards, 14. And Yapoon defeated Gladstone Brothers, 26-6. The Emu Park Emus lead that competition on six points. In the women's competition, Fitzroy, Gracemere, 24. Tenham Sands, 10. Emu Park, 46. Gladstone Wallabies, 6. And Rocky Brothers, 30, defeated Yapoon Seagulls, 4. Two teams lead the competition. The Rockhampton Brothers and the Emu Park Emus are on four points. And in the Northern District, South Colon Sharks defeated Jinjin Hawks, 44-20. Miriam Vale Magpies, 50. Avondale Tigers, 12. So the Sharks lead there on four. And finally, in the Central West, Longreach Ilfracombe Tigers defeated Winton, 16-14. Blackhall, 28. Alpha Brumbies, 12. Buck Calden had the bye. Um, and Blackhall and Longreach on top of the table on two. So they are the results from the weekend. That's about all we have time for on this edition of the Host Plus Cup Show. Don't forget the Oswald Bank Meninga Cup this Sunday, 12.25 at Sunshine Coast Stadium. It's Townsville taking on the Magpies. And in the Host Plus Cup, uh, it's a split round this weekend. The first game, 12.15 at Redcliffe. The Dolphins hosting the Blackhawks. Then on Saturday at 3 at Pickabean, the Seagulls do battle Tweed and Wynnum. 6.30 in Mackay, the Cutters and Tigers. Then on Sunday, 10 past 2 at the Sunny Coast, the Falcons host the Jets. Have yourself a great weekend and we'll catch you next Wednesday afternoon on the Host Plus Cup Show. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So... 
We doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.